Anyways, basketball. <laughs> just count when I count. Just count when I count. Am I supposed to count too? I thought you just counted. Why don't you just count? I was I was counting. I, I was I I did count. And then Nikki decided to count. And I was clapping. I was doing it together with you. Oh, I thought I thought, I thought we were saying, I thought you were yelling at us to count when you count. Just always counts when I count, and then we sound stupid. This means nothing to the listeners, by the way. It means nothing no. to the listeners. And also, we're if I'm not mistaken, we're we're pretty harmonized the whole time, so it's pretty good. So how dare you? Um, I don't know. I feel like you clapped like right before I finished. I think right as you were saying one, three, two, one, clap. <laughs> Throws me off. Oh boy, guys, this has been a week. It's been a week, to say the least. My hair is getting so fucking long like full-on fro it's getting there mine actually looks really mine looks really good yeah i mean you know what it does i'm not gonna lie it looks pretty solid i've realized that the short haircut that i've been rocking for a while i'm not i'm going back to this 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 longer haircut is good i'm gonna just have them do scissors on the sides now no more buzzing no more fades this is what we're doing it's good it's a solid white guy haircut (laughs) solid white guy i'm also Really I've also is. lost three pounds in quarantine, so shouts nice. to Wow, good for you. Yeah, I'm going to throw all that away tonight when I drink 18 IPAs. But ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, dude. I've been going back and forth. It's been a, it's been a trip. I've been going, it was like 200, then like 193, what? Mm. And then 205, how did that happen so fast? And then, yeah, it's just been, it's been back and forth, back and forth. We'll get better. We'll get better. And if we don't. We'll start in July when everybody goes back to normal life. Yeah. Beach season is going to be uh, t-shirt I, heavy this year. <laughs> I, I saw <laughs> I, I saw a meme uh, on Instagram and it was like, uh, everything's a meme now. Like, this isn't even a meme. Like, somebody just posted a caption or a video from The Incredibles with a caption on it. And it's like, that's a meme now. Yeah. Um, but it's the it's a video of him rolling up to the ladies uh, Edna, the lady that makes the suits, mm. the super suits for them, and it's like when you're rolling up to Bay's house after quarantine, and she's like looking to see who it is, and she's like, <laughs> "All right, come on," and then she's she just mutters, "My God, you've gotten fat." Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's so true. <laughs> oh God, it's the life we're gonna be living. It's very real. Yeah, it's very real. Oh boy, how are you guys? How, how are you guys doing today, man? Hey, real quick, I well, I got an Apple Watch yesterday, so I'm doing Whoa, good. Nice. And I just got, I, <laughs> I just got, bag. I got a little news update from Apple News: injecting disinfectants, not a good idea. Oh wow, who would have thunk? <laughs> Gotta love America. We, although my dad this, did, this place did send that to me. Sucks. My dad sent that to me today. So he's like, what do you think? I'm like, come on, dude. Stop. We already started with the 5GLT. Now this. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How's your dad doing, by the way? Much better. Much better. Mom yeah. and grandma good. Everybody's good. Everybody's chilling. Mom, I mean, dad and grandma good. Mom does not appear to have any symptoms. So That's good. Should should be out of the woods. I do need them to get tested so I can go see them. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, everybody seems to be... A okay. Your boy's been doing a lot of other people's laundry recently. Let's just say that. All right, guys, I have to apologize for this, but this this Apple Watch you become kind of beholden to like the fitness goals that you set for yourself. So I have to stand up and move for one minute. So <laughs> <laughs> your, your boy, your boy, your boy's gonna be just oh, your boy's gonna be pot, 
podcasting while just wandering around the room. You're just going to be doing just like army stuff. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Knees, hey. knees to hands. <laughs> it's like stand-up comedy right now. Yeah. You know? like, what's the deal with airline food? Oh, of they course can't see me, there. but I'm walking of, around. My, my of course he went there. It, you know? Oh, man. That's so funny. Well, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 127 of NBA. This is a podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly just talks a lot of shit. And if you're listening on Spotify, we are categorized as a comedy podcast. I don't know how that happened, but I'll take it. We are a comedy podcast. (laughs) We are something. We are something. Um, I'm your host, Jay Quiles, a.k.a. Dennis Podman. Mm. Good. (laughs) Good, good. uh, That's very good. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, The gentleman who is... Getting his steps in. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. Hey, I just want to say I did it. You've earned another hour towards your stand goal. <laughs> your boy. Uh, hey, what's up? It's uh, your boy, Tad, uh, a.k.a. Chris uh, Caveman. Mm. Well done. And how timely. How timely with the draft. Oh, good job. Nice good job. job. If you don't nice think job. that I went and looked at the, the draft board to find a good one. For yeah. This one. I had another good one, but I, I can't remember what, which one, who it was. But I had a, I had a, a good one, too. And uh, last but not least, my actual brother. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, Nikki Keyless, a.k.a. Rachise Wallace. You two, all of us, we are on point. I love it. We are here to talk basketball. This is NBA. The podcast tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk a lot of shit. Today. Why are we whispering? Are we whispering? Are we do, are we an know. ASMR podcast now? Hey guys, I don't know. Oh, who did the mouse? Would you rather sound? get caught? Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather get it? caught watching porn or ASMR? Uh, I feel like I can explain away ASMR. I like feel the, like you can explain away porn way easier. It's porn. I mean, like it's porn. Yeah, That's watch, everybody watching porn. Who's know? who's? Who, it depends on who's walking in on me. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, you're throwing a lot of wrenches at my hypothetical here. If it's I Amber, maintain, porn 100%. I, I, I ASMR is weird. I maintain that I would rather have somebody walk in on me watching porn than ASMR. And I watch <laughs> ASMR on maybe a daily basis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I, I, man, like, I'm like super sensitive to it. So like the tingles just go nuts. It feels nice. It's a good way to unwind. <sighs> wow. <laughs> just so much there. Okay. Just. What? What's wrong? So what? It's much. not like I'm not like beaten off to ASMR yet. No, 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 no. There seems to be some misconstruing of, of what I was talking about here. I don't know. I just uh, like to. It helps me relax. It makes me yeah. feel good. Uh huh. Yeah. So does masturbating. I get it. I understand. You're. And hey, that's a different kind of feel good. Crystal clear over different, here. Different friend. kind of feel good. You got it, buddy. I got it. Crystal Dude. clear. Honestly, Your what, secret if they just made, like, what if they just made like ASMR porn? They are hundred percent do. Two, you it kill exists. two. Oh, really? there's cor- <laughs> dude. There's <laughs> coronavirus porn. I mean, of yeah. I'm like, let's be realistic. It's that. a it's a fucking internet. Like everything I'm exists. Like, I, I, was that rule rule thirty four? Rule thirty four. Yeah, yeah. Rule thirty four. If it exists, there's porn of it on the internet. Yeah, this is true. Everything. Do you think somebody? Do you think we could get this podcast big enough that like? Uh, if it's big enough, potentially we get like an NBA porn parody. Oh, that's my dream. It dude. would probably, it dream. would most likely be fanfic. It would make me jerking off to my own podcast way less weird. <laughs> if, <laughs> if we, 
I, I feel like if you get porn made after your media that you've created, you've made it. Game changer. There are two ways to know if you've made it. A Weird that Al is- Yankovic covers your song. <laughs> or they make a porn parody version of that's the it. media that you've created. So that's that's it, a man. stamp of approval. That is a stamp of success. That's what that is. That means you whatever you're doing has enough mainstream appeal that like people watching porn are like, oh, yeah, man, I know this I'd thing. I'd watch that. Oh, sick. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Spider-Man. Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, y'all, this is episode 127. And today, as every week for the last couple of weeks, that was we have, and apologies for the delay here. Tad had to watch the draft last night. I partook for about an hour, and then I got bored. Um, but it was a terrible case, NFL draft. I'm, I'm it was sorry. Rough. It was rough. I, there was, like, no trades. And also, like, such a fuck. It's every every player that got drafted had, like, a sad story. And I'm like, come on, dude, man, they do that. They do that. They do that every year. There's just, Ooh. like, the one, like, the, the, the kid the Packers drafted, the quarterback, his dad committed suicide. And, like, that's all they're talking about. And I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we talk about something else on the happiest day of the kid's life. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give I, you, I, I'm going to give I, you wait. one minute to comment on the pick. Wait, hold on. I, I have I remembered my other uh, AKA, and it was AKA <laughs> Leandro Barbacoa. Ooh, Ooh okay. Yeah, nice. Look at yeah. you, yeah. seasoned professional. Uh, I mean, whatever. I hated the fucking pick. You saw my tweets. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw my tweets last night. I said whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm going to bed. <laughs> screwed up another draft. Probably won't be an NFL season anyway. That's what I'm doing. I'm at the point, like, given how terrible that pick was, I'm at the point where I'm like, who fucking cares? Just, yeah. I don't want to have a season. If I can't be happy, no one can. That's funny. Well, Bears didn't have a first round pick, so we'll see nope, what happens man, today. Am shit. I right? Bob was like, hey, did the, he literally just, this morning just goes, hey, did the Bears fuck up last night? I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, they didn't have a pick yesterday. He was like, oh, so they fucked up pre draft? Perfect. Because <laughs> I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I know this isn't a football, but was didn't we get rid of this first round pick in order to pick up Trubisky? No. Correct. No, this one was for Khalil Mack. Oh, oh okay. Right. This one I accept. That's right. Who who had eight and a half sacks last year. The, he was tied for 27th with Jason Pierre-Paul, who doesn't have any fingers. So, like, I don't know how good I feel about that. Let's, let's pump the brakes on that. Sacks are way less important than people assume that they are. They're they're one of the they're one of the most misleading statistics of yeah, like he does a lot actual more than that, defense. That. He does so much more than sacks. Anyways, basketball. You Anyways. guys are you guys are ruining my narrative. <laughs> so um. all right. So as listeners know, uh, this past Sunday um, was the release of the brand new. Michael Jordan slash Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. ESPN will be launching two episodes every Sunday for the next five Sundays. You're right. That equals 10. Good math. Um, And this past Sunday was the first two episodes. Um, As I'm sure many of the listeners did, we all partook and took in the episodes, watched them uh, in our respective homes. Guys, how are we feeling about the first two episodes of The Last Dance? I would have watched all ten if they'd have released it at the same mm-hmm. time. Fuck! Yeah, I was so dude. mad that I had to Fuck wait. Yeah. I'm so like, I, Sunday is taking too long. I know. I actually, I actually week. like, I actually like waiting. I think it's nice. It gives you something during this quarantine to look forward yes, to. Yes, that is very. Uh, I agree don't get me wrong. I would love to binge it, and I'm happy that they're releasing two at a time, so I don't have to yes. wait for fucking yep. one. But. At the same time, like it is nice to just have something. It's like, oh fuck yeah! Like I, I, I just, agree. I can. I just look forward to it, you know. 
I agree. Like in in past years, I may have missed this year's draft, but like because there was no other live sporting events or anything even sport adjacent, because I wasn't watching horse. Um, like I watched the draft and like I did not watch one second of that. No, it was terrible. terrible. Phillips beat Trey Young. I mean, like, yeah, and it was it was bad. If you need evidence that they don't give a fuck, like that's what that's what's going on. It was bad, but like I yeah the the documentary was. I can't even begin to explain the wide range of emotions that I felt watching this. Like it was part like excitement, part just like, like there was like points throughout the documentary. I was like, I I feel like I'm about to cry right now. This is insane. I can't believe I'm feeling this much emotion. And there was like points where I was like ready to jump in the air. Like, yeah, just so many emotions. And it's so it's so great to see to, to to have people of this generation who didn't get to experience MJ really understand why he was the greatest and is the greatest of all time and will continue to be until further notice. Like some of the shit, that you, like the the greatest the greatest way that that was explained was when Jerry Reinsdorf, when they found out that he was working out in North Carolina so that he could fix his ankle, when he asked him the question of like. If I gave you a pill to make a headache go away and nine times out of 10, it will work. But one time out of 10, it would kill you. Would you take that pill? And Michael's response was depends on how bad the headache is. Like that was the epitome of like, that is why he is the greatest. It was just, it was just, it was so fun to watch and like get an insight into like the mind that is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. It was fantastic. It what's always interesting to me is when like they play those those like clips of him, um, like when he's younger, like when he hit that game winning shot in North Carolina, he's like, yeah, man, you know, I was just real excited, you know, like he's like, like yeah. fifteen year old voice, and he's like, I was just real excited, uh, you know, my teammates had a lot of faith in me, and I wanted to reward that faith. Like, do you go from nineteen year old Michael Jordan like that to six time champion Michael Jordan, who's like, fuck Jerry Reinsdorf, <laughs> fuck Jerry Kraft, fuck right. these guys, I do this on my own. To be clear, he's got I don't know Hennessy, why his voice Hennessy just, like, and got, I don't know what that voice was I was just doing, but uh, That's that's Hennessy, man. That's what Hennessy does to you. I do that's love just, what he was like. Hennessy and he cigars. was like they was doing lines and drinking. I wasn't doing none of that stuff. Uh I didn't Bull I didn't drink yet. <laughs> he he does say I didn't start drinking yet. <laughs> he said back Dude, then. He said back then. Back he, then. Michael like if if you Tell me with a straight face that Michael Jordan has never in his life done cocaine. You are a fucking liar. Oh, oh, I, I don't disagree with coke. you. I don't disagree with you. I do believe that when he was 21, he wasn't doing coke. I believe at that point though. in time, he wasn't. Yeah, he, when he was a rookie, I believe. He that. was definitely doing coke during the 92 Olympics. Uh, because they like if you watch that documentary on the Dream Team, they're like he'd go out and golf thirty six holes and then come out and score thirty points, yeah. and it's like yeah, and they're like I don't know how he did it. Mind. I fucking do. I know how he did it. <laughs> That's fair. Let me ask you guys this question: Do you feel that it is fair uh, that the way that they are portraying Jerry Krause is fair, all yes. things considered? Yeah. Yes, I do. I think they're doing Explain. a good job uh, because they are showing like he was an asshole and they're showing that he is an asshole and a lot of players do not like him and people and uh, there's a very like, you know, a lot of people don't like playing in Chicago. And I think that started all the way back then with Jerry Krause and and also Ryan's doors. 
I just think like the way that they all, I don't know. It's just sometimes like that, that cut when it shows like Pippin and, and uh, Jordan shit talking him and like being like, what is those diet pills? The Pippin one makes a little sense. Cause he got, fu- he got fucked over. Jerry Krause fucked him over seven years, 18 million. Uh- I mean, at the time, though, that was a good contract. Oh, yeah, it was a good enough contract. contracts exploded after that. Like, yeah. Scotty Pippen didn't have to sign it. No. Yeah. And he also, like, seven years. Seven years that's is ridiculous. Time. Like, that is a stupid long contract. But that's how, that's how like, NBA contracts were. Like, T-Mac, I'm Yo, I sure, signed a seven-year contract. I agree. I, I think NBA players, as far as finances are concerned, have gotten better. Yes. Like, now, like, KD signs a one-year deal every year. And just knows like every year my or he signs mean, a one case, he signs a one plus one yeah he's right smart right because he's smart because he knows like my value could potentially go up and like the salary cap could change and I may I may really want to go after winning this year so like I'll take a hit this year so we can go season people but if I feel like this team's not good enough to win I'm gonna make my money this yeah. year like it's, well, and it's the, smart the thing is what's smart is like signing that one plus one it's like okay I sign and then I I'll stay next year but then like be as like max contract values and salary caps go up like they can afford to pay you more money. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it makes sense to like continue to do that. Like instead of signing a six year deal or like a like a five year deal, which is the max you can sign in the league now, you sign a five year deal, like sweet. Uh, but by the like fourth year of your career, you're you know I, it's like when Mike Conley when that salary cap exploded and Mike Conley became the highest paid player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so like, yeah, it's smart. I mean, you, you risk like the injury stuff, like obviously, and Katie obviously got hurt. And so that's when like he signed with the Nets. It was like, yeah, I'm taking the fucking five year deal. Yeah. Because like, I'm trying, your boy's trying to guarantee his future at this point, right, but like right, he's already right. made so much money. Yeah. You know? like, right. It, it absolutely. is what it is. But, um, I, okay. So just like, I, I don't want to get off on the contract tangent. Um, I do want to talk about Jerry Krause. I don't think it was like, I, I don't feel like he's being portrayed that negatively. I don't think anything they're showing is not objective. I don't I don't disagree. So here's 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 where I stand. I think it is ludicrous that anybody would want to break up a team that just won three championships in a row. That for all intents and purposes, like seemed to be a team that for the most part got along pretty well, despite the fact that Pippen was clearly upset and had they taken care of him would not have been an issue. But there were very few, and granted, we're only two episodes in, so I'm sure we'll find out more about this sooner rather than later. But like there were few guys on that team that would not have come back. Um, and there were few guys, even fewer guys on that team that they didn't want to come back. I think Jerry Krause, I think it's accurate that like this depiction of him being somebody who like, who just yearned for credit um, is to some extent warranted. Like the shit that he did as a GM to build that team, like he doesn't get nearly enough credit. Now, granted, none of this goes anywhere without Michael Jordan, but like, Michael Jordan wasn't doing much by himself until they went and drafted Scotty and Horace Grant and traded for Bill Cartwright and picked up Tony Kukoc and went to go get Dennis Rodman and picked up Ron Harper. Like, like these are the things that they didn't, he didn't strike out much like in his career. And what's really fucked is like, he can't defend himself. Now the, the interviews, the interviews that they have of him, like they, they add to the narrative. Like, they're making a documentary. They're trying to make a case. Fair. I mean, that's that's fair. So yeah, I, I think you are right. Like, there's. I'm not like, saying he's not. I, a I good think. I, I honestly, GM. I think like with his with the 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 fact that he's he has the inability to defend himself is is probably what I have the and most. Here's with. here's the worst part. The worst part is that Jerry Reinsdorf now has a dead scapegoat, which is the worst part because 
everybody knows how fucking cheap the Reinsdorfs are. Yeah. And now Jerry is in this documentary like, I told Jerry that we should bring fucking Phil Jackson back, so I flew to Montana. She's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You are the cheapest owner in the NBA, and for the last 22 years, finally ponied up for a GM. Like, this is Rob, a notorious... Robert, this Robert is his... Sarver is the cheapest uh, owner in the NBA. So fair, I'm sorry. Fair, but like, he... Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I can't disagree <laughs> yeah. with that. I can't disagree Maybe with that. Maybe second place, then. I mean... I'll give him second. And look, we haven't gotten to this point yet in the documentary. Like, Phil Jackson, not a peach. Not super easy to work with, I'm sure. Like, definitely like to stir the pot a little bit because he, like, thrives in drama. Like, in the Scotty, Michael ja- uh, Michael Jordan fucking bull situation and the Shaq Kobe situation in New York. Like, he, he now granted, he didn't thrive in New York, but, like, he definitely looks for drama. There's definitely a little bit of that. Like, I'm sure it wasn't easy all the time being the general manager for Michael Jordan, but it's just, like, this is a transcendent star. He's the greatest player in the history of the NBA. Like, you run that shit back. You run that shit back. It's, um... It's maddening. Like, I don't think that we could have won eight championships, but it's just like, damn, man. Like, you keep that team together. Could have won seven. Like, some... I maintain if they stuck I agree. They, they'd have won again. Yeah. I agree. Probably. I agree. I, here's the other thing I wanted to mention. The best part of this whole, like, this whole documentary for the Kobe and LeBron stands who are like, uh, especially the LeBron stands who are like, I think LeBron's better than MJ. MJ... Never lost and was always the best player across the board. There was never any question who the best player in the NBA was. There were a few seasons there during LeBron's career where like, maybe it's Steph. It might be Steph now. It might be KD now. Right? And then the last thing I'll say is like, LeBron lost to like Dirk Nowitzki and a random crew of people. Okay. 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 I'm going to fuck. I'm going to fucking stop you right there. Please. Please. He lost to Dirk Nowitzki, a Hall of Famer in Jason Kidd, Tyson who, Chandler. Who was 35, his, by the way. T- Tyson Ch- who was still putting up pretty similar numbers to the he had put up his entire career. Uh, t- like that team, they had Sean Marion, who is, was still a world-class defender. They had Jason Terry, who was a sixth man of the year. They had fucking uh, Tyson Chandler playing out of his goddamn mind. That team was fucking good. Fuck you. This is the shit that I have a problem with with fucking Jordan people. My God. I don't like LeBron either, but give the guy some fucking credit. LeBron would have destroyed the NBA in the 1990s. I'm yes, not saying LeBron, that. LeBron, you're right. that there, the, the greatness argument is that the, there was no argument that Jordan was the best player on the floor. And I'm certainly not arguing that LeBron is the best NBA player of all time. What I am arguing is that in today's day and age, it is significantly, significantly harder to be the undisputed best player on the floor because the talent around the league is better at the top level of NBA players. Every team that he beat, every team that Michael beat in the finals has Hall of Famers on them. Like, multiple Hall of Famers on them. Okay. So... Um, let's see. LeBron beat the Warriors. There will be sure. multiple Hall of Famers from that team. Okay. He beat the Mavericks. Uh, there are two Hall of Famers on that team. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Who else has he beaten in the finals? The Spurs he beat the Thunder. The Spurs. <laughs> the Spurs. The Spurs. He beat a team with four Hall of Famers on the two. roster. Two Hall of Famers. Two. Two. Tim Duncan and Manu. Tony Parker. Yeah, Tony Parker. Make. Th- Tony- I get that. Uh, 
Kawhi Leonard. Right. And uh, you ever heard of this guy named Kawhi Leonard? Oh, shit. I forgot about Kawhi. Oh, okay, shit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you fucking forgot. So, ooh, LeBron. Dude, LeBron. Like, I hate this fucking thing that Jordan fans do. And, like, I love Michael Jordan. I love him. I love watching this documentary. But, like, people are so up their ass about how, like, this is sticking it to LeBron and, like, proving just how much better. And, like, I don't I don't see that. Like, LeBron would – LeBron would – if LeBron played in those six NBA finals with the same teams – he would also be six and zero in those NBA finals, and there's I you will not argue with me that I'm wrong. I, I, I will disagree. Via I don't know. You you beat a team with John Stockton and Carl Malone, which if we're like looking apples to apples, is LeBron basically comparable to the Malone Dallas the Mavericks. Size. LeBron LeBron is Carl Malone with handles. Sure. What I'm saying is that Carl Malone was at the peak of his powers, just like Dirk was at that point in time, and John Stockton was at the peak of his powers. Who Jason Kidd by the time. By the time he was on Dallas, was not at the peak of his powers. Yes, they lost that, to that Dallas team. team had better. That Dallas team had better surrounding talent. I would say that, that they was probably also were that was also the first year that Heat team was playing together. They were probably. I, I'm not disagreeing that they were deeper, but like that that Bulls team was not deep. There was like they had a rotation of like seven guys. It was like Kerr, Kukoc, Rodman, Longley, Ron Harper, Harper. Scott oh, Burrell, and that's it. And Scotty, and. And Jordan. So, did you sure. just name nine players? I think you did. So, did I? Yeah. I think My so. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Say it yeah. again. Oh, okay. Jordan, Pippen. Jordan, Pip, Luke. Luke. So, we got the starting five. Kerr. We got the starting five. Harper. We got Kerr. No, because Har- Harper, yeah. Par- Harper's part of the starting five. So, we got Kerr, Coach, and Scotty Burrell coming off the bench. That's eight. Okay, I'm sorry. Eight. So, eight guys. Eight. Oh, okay. That was close. F- fucking that, that Miami Heat team was playing Eddie House significant minutes. So like is, is that not equivalent to Scotty Burrell? When's the last time we heard about Scotty Burrell? Like, Scotty Burrell was only relevant on that 98. Okay, team. I'm sorry, James J- uh Norris Cole. <laughs> James 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 Jones. Like wh- who uh, I mean, I, I got names in this bucket here. I just pull them out. That's fine. That's fine. That's I'm fine. sorry. Hold on. I want to stop. I want to take a step back. I'm sorry for getting so heated at you. It's okay. I, this is what we're here I, for. This was I was I was not getting heated at you. I was getting heated. This my vitriol was directed at all these people on Twitter that have been coming out of the woodwork that I'm seeing left and right, and like it was just starting to piss me off. So I'm sorry it came out. I of get you. it. I love it's you. Okay. It, this, I did. I not, love you too. I, I, I did not too. mean any disrespect towards you. Here's here's the one thing I did want to mention. I because I did not get to watch Michael when he was young, didn't truly appreciate how stupid athletic he was. Mm-hmm. Like. Watching him in that game against Milwaukee, where he's fucking he's putting up points on Sidney Moncrief, who at the time was like all NBA defense, like defensive player of the year, two times over, and is just like putting in work. Like people, he's like I always heard people talk about how he floated, and just like watching this footage of him was just like holy fuck. Like there's no argument to be made that Michael couldn't play in today's game and and exceed in today's game like there's no oh, there's no sure. fucking way you could have that argument. because a lot of people make the argument that he like didn't shoot threes but what do you think he's not going to train to make the threes right like exactly. he's going to exactly. he's going to put the effort in to be able to shoot threes at, he did good enough. yeah because towards the end of his career he was better at threes much like, better three-point that's shooter. that's the one thing that i always maintain that like Dwayne wade never did that he should have done i agree wade 100% i completely agree with you i completely agree with yes Dwayne wade Dwayne wade if Dwayne wade becomes like a 30 Let's say a thirty-seven percent. I was just gonna say thirty-seven percent. <laughs> He's the second best, second best shooting guard of all time ahead of Kobe. I maintain that. If he could shoot thirty-five percent from three for or thirty-seven, 37. In, in his career. I think he's the second best shooting guard of all time. Score more points. Yeah, if he would have just if he would have added that, I mean, he was a good post player, 
He was good off the dribble. Mm-hmm. And early, yeah, early nice. on in his career, he was a, and we'll talk about this more as we talk about the season, but like early on in his career, he was a, like, a, like a crazy, crazy good defender. One of the top defenders in the league. Yeah. Like not even close. Yeah. Do, do you remember like he was like, he like was leading the league in blocks. Yeah. At one point. Yeah, I think this at is, one point he was he was the NBA leader like during a seat like he didn't finish the season as the block leader but he was like leading the league in block he had like seven blocks in a game yeah that's what I'm saying unbelievable like, he was phenomenal um anywho I'm really excited for the rest of this uh documentary anything else I did want I did want to say one thing I did want to say one thing about this documentary and obviously everybody knows or I think I assume most people know but like it was greenlit uh Shortly after um, the 2016 parade, yeah, after after the the Cavs came back from the three one deficit and beat the Warriors in the finals. Um, however, there is something that I, I would also like to note is that NBA 2K11 was the first game in years that Michael Jordan allowed himself to be featured in. It was he was on the cover. There was a specific mode. Where you played as Jordan and you had to recreate all his historic moments, like you had to oh, do yeah, the game yeah, yeah. against the Celtics. You had to do the flu game. You had to, uh, you had to uh, like score like sixty one against the Lakers in ninety one, like all that shit, right? Or fifty five, maybe it was. I, I don't know. Or I think fifty five against the Knicks in the Garden. I digress. Yeah, yeah, it was fifty five. So anyway, it's funny that comes out right after LeBron joins the Heat, right? Yep. So this comes out right after. You know, this gets greenlit right after LeBron, you know, comes back from a deficit that no one has ever come back from in the finals and wins. Mm-hmm. Jordan is a petty motherfucker. And Jordan just wants to always remind you, hi, guys, this guy's good, but don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah. It's competitive. And it's, it's competitive. Like he's just good about, like, about reminding, like, the next crop of America's youth. That, like, I was that dude. Yeah. Every time you think like kids are going to start forgetting about Michael, Michael, make sure something is released so you'll never forget about Michael Jordan. <laughs> he's a genius. He's always better. You're right. Listen, man, he's competitive. Consistently competitive. I mean, here's competitive. the deal. Like, to be as good as like LeBron is and Michael is and or was, I mean, I, Michael's... I, like, do you say was? Because like, he's obviously not that good anymore. Like, he's not as good as he used to be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Did you see that video where Chris Paul was like, yo, if you miss these shots and these kids can't get these sneakers? I mean, he fucking... Knocked him down. Yeah, so. man. I mean, look, look, man. Like, uh, like Michael could. Uh, I mean, he could. He could play pickup ball against uh, a lot of kids that play D one basketball and, and probably beat them. Mm-hmm. In, in today, in, in, in his current shape. Yes. Um. But I'm just saying, like, to be as good as those guys are and were, whatever. Like, you have to be some degree of sociopath, and Jordan is just the oh, most yeah. sociopathic of all. One hundred percent. And that will become ever present. As the next couple episodes come out, like it's going to become way, oh, yeah. way more clear. Yeah, and my thing was, he said like, uh, like I hope people don't like dislike me because it's like motherfucker, we all know you're an asshole. Yeah, we love we you. know you're, you're an we love asshole you because you're so good. You're so goddamn good. You can be a dickhead, but because you're so the greatness is so high that people will still love you even if you're a prick. People still love Tiger Woods, man. Yep. Yeah. Those are different times though. That shit would not work today. Like if everybody, if if like if the news, if like Twitter circulated a story about how like LeBron James was berating his, his fucking teammates, they'd be like, "Oh, he's a bad teammate." Yeah, I disagree. Mean, mean dude. I di- I, I disagree. I mean, because he wins. Yeah, because say, he won constantly. Whenever he was around, That's, you know, people he was don't winning. like they don't like Demarcus Cousins, who's a dickhead but puts up big numbers. 
That's well, yeah. I would also say too, like they're they don't like, like Draymond people, Green, who's a dickhead, but like, not good enough to be the level of dickhead that he is. Yeah, or Chris Paul. Like people, people bag on Chris Paul because he's a fucking dickhead, but never wins anything. Exactly. If Chris Paul were to win, people wouldn't be upset by the fact he's a dick. That's fair. Kobe I was a jackass and was winning. Loved and now, and during That's the true. Twitter era, it's very not everybody. Not everybody. Yeah, but it's very well known that he's a dick. Like yeah. That's fair. The thing is, though, Kobe was Kobe was such a nice guy off the court, like great dude off yeah. the 100%. court. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? Just a prick to his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like it seems like that's. I mean, I'm sure we'll find that out more, but it seems like to some extent Michael was that way too. Yeah. Um. I mean, well, he's donating every single dime of the proceeds from this to charity. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh. Well, Nikki, shall we? Yes. Shall I? Oh, Let's start this. baby. <clears throat> it's time. <laughs> okay. That's the bullseye. <laughs> I can't do it like Nikki could, so I like didn't really even want to attempt. It's all right. Yeah, you tried though. Um, all right, here we go. A draft bust occurs either when a highly touted or selected player does not meet expectations, or if more successful players are drafted after. June Merriam Webster over here. June twenty sixth, two thousand and three. While Pixar had the world finding Nemo, five NBA teams had their hopes of finding their new star. Congrats to four of you. The 2003 2003 NBA draft is known as one of the greatest drafts in history. Nine different players appeared in All-Star Games, 27 different players played at least 10 seasons, and four different draftees have more All-Star appearances alone than the 2000 draft class had combined. There was only three all-star appearances from the 2000 draft class. Four different players in the 2003 have more than that. Wild stuff. So the first five picks of the 2003 NBA draft were LeBron James, Darko Milicic, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. Other notable picks were sixth pick, Chris Kamen, seventh, Kirk Heinrich, eighth, TJ Ford, twelfth, Nick Collison, fourteenth, Luke Rignauer, Luke Rignauer, eighteenth, David West, twenty-first, love, Boris Diaw. 23rd, Travis Outlaw. 27th, Kendrick Perkins. 32nd, Luke Walton. 42nd, Zaza Pachulia. 45th. Did you skip Josh Howard? I think I did. I forgot to write He's him in. 29th. Yeah. 29th, yes, Josh Howard. Zaza Pachulia, 42nd. 45th, Matt Bonner. 47th, Mo Williams. And 51st, Kyle Korver. Um, all players who Matt arguably... Matt Bonner's name sounds like Boner. Uh, all players arguably had better careers than Darko Milicic. Sadly, well, all at, drafted afterwards as well. July 16th, 2003. Now that the shittier teams had their stars of the future, it was time for better teams to get stars of the past and present. Starting with the Lakers citing 40-year-old Carl Malone and 35-year-old Gary Payton, as well as the Nets signing Alonzo Mourning, who was 33 at the time. July 23rd, 2003. A 14 trade lands Latrell Fontaine Sprewell on the Timberwolves <laughs> to join Kevin Garnett. July 24th, the very next day, the Spurs, the Spurs signed Big Shot Bob and a three-team deal that landed Brad Miller to the Kings, Scott Pollard and Danny Ferry to the Pacers, and Ron Mercer and Heater Tirgaloo to the Spurs. The Spurs had a very busy day that on July 24th. August 6th, saw uh, Udonis Haslam starts his NBA career when the Miami Heat signed him to what will eventually be 17 seasons of service. Uh, August uh, 7th, former Bulls Steve Kerr retires after 15 seasons in the league. And August 8th, after the greatest Bull, Michael Jordan, retired for the season prior, Washington signed its new star, Gilbert Arenas. And then the season started. 
with one big trade uh, left. Uh, I was going to say something that I, I forgot <laughs> what it was. Um, oh, fucking Hito Turglu, man. Forgot he played for the Spurs. Yep. Was yeah, a, they're like for as like a blip. That's for like very very. That's small, a pretty big, like very small big day. Time. The Spurs pick up. They sign uh, Robert Ori, and then that big old deal they put, you know, gets Brad Miller over to the Kings. It was always fun. Shouts to Brad Miller, man. Trey Kirby lookalike. I love Brad Miller. <laughs> I used to play uh, anytime I play two K or anytime like NBA Live at the time when we were younger. Whatever team Brad Miller was on, I would pick him. All the time, I would. I, I Jay and I would play. This final score would be like eighty to seventy three, and Brad Miller had seventy two of my points. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. The only other points, Mike Bibby with a free throw. That was oh, it. Man. I um, yeah, I used to score a lot, like with like random dudes. Like one time, I scored like seventy seven in a game with Terrence Williams <laughs> in NBA two K. Or like just kind of he was kind of wet. Go off. Like he really he was a he was a good play. He would have been a great NBA player if he could have had it like kept his shit together. That guy was a fucking moron. He used to tweet at me a lot though, so that was nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, back at the 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 thing at hand here. Um, I, I I guess like I hadn't realized that Carl Malone was forty years old when he went to the Lakers. I knew he was old like by you know NBA standards, but I didn't realize he was forty. Dude, motherfucker at forty years old put up thirteen and nine. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And four yeah. dimes. And only because he was playing on that team. Had he still played in Utah, that dude's easily putting up 20 and 10. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he had so. to play with Shaq yeah. and Kobe. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. He had his um, career low usage rate. Now, I do want to say this. He did only play 42 games. Which we'll definitely get into here in a second. Um, before we get into the Lakers, I wanted to start the 2003 season talking about the draft, which Nikki went through in a lot of detail. And one of the things that you mentioned, Nikki, was that this is arguably one of the greatest drafts of all time, to which my question to you guys is, is this the greatest draft of all time? I think so. I believe it is. I, I truly it's make, certainly Make your case. It's certainly the most fashion-forward draft of all time. <laughs> I'm sorry, but did you see Trey Young wearing shorts and a tuxedo? Yeah, I rest my case. Or how about when uh, I forgot he did that? I, I, I hate know. him again. When uh, Knox, <laughs> Kevin Knox, he has the Fortnite lining on, in the inside of his oh, jacket. Because yeah. now it's I'm a meme. Lines. When he opens, he shows yeah. the Fortnite. People are like, "We should have seen this as a sign." Because Kevin Knox <laughs> isn't doing too well either. But oof, <laughs> that white, that all white suit that LeBron wore. It all is white, everything, and too big. Something, quite, <laughs> quite large, quite large, a lot of large suits. Yeah. Um, make a stronger case for why this is the greatest draft in NBA history. Well, I'll give you this. First of all, the first fourteen picks, every single one of them, um, was a contributing NBA player. Save, I guess, Michael Sweetney. Yeah, who also like was contributing, but then had a, a slew of injuries that hurt his career. But like early on in his career, was like, oh, this is like a cool like Zach Randolph esque type of big man that the Knicks just got, which is dope. Well, he, I, didn't he? Wasn't I it, it, wasn't, it the, wasn't it the weight problem? It like, was a variety could, of things. It was a yeah, it was like, a variety. Of things. He definitely like, had a weight problem. Not, but he, had, yeah. he suffered from depression. Like, yeah. he, he wrote an article on the Players Tribune about how like. Like oh no no like yeah I, I read the thing I was just saying like that like a big thing for him was was weight but like I mean every single one like even Darko like I say what I you mean, mean he about played Darko, ten seasons like, Darko played ten seasons in the league and I like, will he was a serviceable NBA player he was not good 
Yeah. But he was a yeah. serviceable he, NBA player. He had a couple glimpses where you're like, oh. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. I will say All this right. real quick. This, every time I, I like... Every time people talk about the 2003 draft, I do have a tendency to really make fun of Dirko Milicic being like the second overall pick and how ridiculous it is compared to the other picks. But like, I think the reason it sticks with me so much is because the 2003 draft is the first draft that I really like paid attention to, like ahead of time yeah. too. I actually like looked at like scouting reports and shit and all the players. And like, I watched March Madness and I remember the runs that uh, Dwayne Wade and Melo had and all that shit. And I was watching everything and I was just like, when they were like announcing everything and the second overall pick was Darko Milicic, I was like, what, who? Because I had never heard of him because I didn't look into international players. And they were like, big man. And I was just like, I know who this guy is. He's going to suck. And everyone's like, no, it's, it's, oh, he's going to have such a great career. And I felt so good. All because of a guy I'd never heard of, actually. I was correct on my prediction. And it's always stuck in my head that when Darko Milicic was fucking announced, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And why is Carmelo Anthony not a fucking piston? It was 30, 34 of the 60 players drafted in this draft were at worst serviceable role players who carved out decent careers for themselves in the league. Sure. Yeah. 34. I overall across the draft, I feel I still think the 96 draft is just that, slightly better. They're forever linked. I mean, it's one of the two. Yeah. Like, and, and 84. Let us not forget 84 because you get Hakeem. 84 has a case because you have three guys in that draft who are top five in their position all time. Which sure, like, but that, makes that a strong still case. to me doesn't that doesn't give me – you need more. You got There's got to be depth. Like if the if, – if we broke the Actually, team, four. If we, I, forgot if about, we, uh, I forgot about John Stockton. Oh, that's right. Wait, who's Hakeem, Jordan, Stockton? Hakeem, Jordan, Stockton, Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, Charles Barkley. I, for yep. some reason, I always think he went a year later. I know he didn't, but you, you also have that. like Sam Perkins, who was a, a very, very serviceable six man for a very, very long time. Kevin Willis, who basically played till he was 42 as like a starting slash backup big. Um, I just think I think if you take this team, if you take the 2003 team and you divide them up into multiple teams and you do the same with the 96 draft, the 2003 team probably wins 90% of those games. The, 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 I mean, like I was just listening, listening to a podcast in preparation for this on the 2003 draft and like it's incredibly deep and like like the the P the like the, the PER across this draft is the highest of any draft by far. It's not even close. Um, it's um, yeah, I mean, this this draft overall has the most depth like more so than than the 96 draft you have more all-star selections in this draft than any of the other drafts like more all nba like there's there's a lot in this yeah in in this i think overall like the winning percentage for the 96 draft might be a little bit higher um just across the players and and their their and like even like playoff minutes, I think it's higher in the '96 draft. So like you're talking about like deeper playoff success for for the guys in that draft. Like I mean, you're, and you're talking about like multiple multiple MVPs, like Allen Iverson, uh, fucking Kobe. Uh, you've got Steve Nash with two. Um, like there's there's a lot here, and this this draft goes pretty deep. It's um it's damn close to say yeah. the least. For it's sure. one my, of those. Sure. My my favorite statistic about the 2003 draft class and rookie class is that uh, Carmelo Anthony. As a rookie, one uh, rookie of the month every single month of the NBA season, but lost 
rookie of the year to this guy named LeBron, who was, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, the Eastern Conference rookie of the month every single month. <laughs> like, is that not insane? It like, is. You, like, like it really when is. is the last time that like, like that would like when when's the next time that'll ever happen? I know. I I look I look back on and this will be kind of the conversation from from here on out really about this draft is like I look back on Carmelo's career yearning for so much more yeah because at the time at the time when he got drafted and like I was just I watched um I watched uh LeBron James game against Oak Hill that was on ESPN that year. Mm. Um, oh, like, I remember there that was one. So, so many of his games were televised, and it was like this kid is the next coming of Jordan. But then, like Melo had arguably the greatest freshman season of anyone in college basketball history, and then comes into that draft as a guy who some thought could fu- could be the number one overall pick in that draft. And like, if you look at his career in a bubble, you think this guy's a Hall of Famer, no question. Like, not even close. Like, has long been a twenty plus point per game scorer. Led his team to the playoffs on multiple occasions, including his rookie season. Like made it to the Western Conference Finals, All NBA, multiple times, like All Star. He's got an MVP. He's got a, a, a Hall of Fame resume. But it's just like after that rookie season and what he was capable of doing of taking that Denver team that was just trash and taking them to the playoffs and leading them in everything. Basically, you just thought it was going to be so much better, man. And it just he just well, like just never came to fruition. And it's crazy come, to think that now his career is over. Carmelo Anthony, well, it's not over. He's still playing, man. It's over, over though. Like, it's you over. think he's not going to be on an NBA roster next year? If you believe that, I got a fucking bridge in Brooklyn to that's, tell you, brother. That's not. That's <laughs> not the point I'm trying to make. The point is like, LeBron and LeBron is still very much like relevant. And even last year, like Dwayne Wade was still to some extent relevant. And Carmelo hasn't been relevant in, like the last three seasons. Fair enough. I will say this: uh, if Carmelo would have like. I think the problem that happened is Carmelo's super status blew up and then like he could kind of control his own destiny and like I agree. refuse like because Jim Beheim has always said he's one of the hardest working players he ever coached. Yeah. And like at some point like that sort of mentality got lost along the way. And yeah. it was in the rise of superstardom, which I mean happens. Like I get it. Like if you're the best like like Carmelo Anthony, there were very few times where Carmelo Anthony stepped on a basketball court and was not the best player on the floor. Yeah. And those yeah. times were generally when he stepped on the floor against guys like LeBron or Kobe or Dwayne Wade, perhaps. That's about it. Yeah. And I, I don't even know that I would say Dwayne Wade was better than Carmelo. Something as a, as a, from a pure basketball oh, perspective. Oh, I disagree from with that. From a pure but... basketball perspective? No, I think uh, yeah, he did it on, he did it, Yeah, he did it on both sides of the court for a really long yeah. time. Like Carmelo was a good really defender when he was engaged. He was, he was never a good, de- a good defender. He was yeah, a when good he was de- engaged. He was he never was a engaged. Good defender. He was a good defender his first couple seasons in the league. Yeah, I was yes, actually was. literally. Oh my god! Yes, he was. He was a good defender his first couple seasons in the league. I think like the first two or three, and then he realized nope. that he could score a bunch, and people wouldn't give a shit if he played defense, so he stopped playing defense. Nobody, nobody who actually likes basketball thinks that Carmelo had a better career than Dwayne Wade. It's just I not. didn't say they had a better career. I said he was overall a better basketball player. The problem is, is that he never like. You're 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 missing the point of my argument here, man. Like I'm saying that he he is, if Carmelo played with as much intensity, Carmelo had more ability and talent than Dwayne Wade did. Sure. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'll when give Carmelo you that. Anthony is on the floor with Dwayne. Like, like that Carmelo was a better basketball player. He did not play to what his potential was like Dwayne Wade did. 
That's the difference. That's what. But I'm I'm not saying that Dwayne Wade had a worse career. Dwayne Wade had a far better career than Carmelo. To, to continue to play devil's advocate, though, like if he was a more talented player than Dwayne Wade, it was ever so slightly. Like yeah, I didn't say so I didn't slightly. say that it was it was. I'm just I'm saying that generally when he stepped on the court, he was the most bad, talented basketball player. And I said Dwayne Wade, and I said you could make the argument that he was perhaps a more talented player than Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not <clears> saying. That like one hundred percent without question that that he is, but yeah, yeah. I was gonna actually okay. just bring up Dwayne Wade because he had brought the Heat, who were the fourth worst team in the league the season prior. This season, they the Heat were fourth in the Eastern Conference, and like that's a fucking jump, dude. Him and Karan Butler together with Lamar Odom, like just that team was so fun and like rookie just this whole class man like you see guys just like make an immediate impact on these teams like i watched lebron's rookie like debut against the kings and it's just like from the moment like from the moment the game jumps off you're like oh this is a different level of of rookie than you've seen in the past and he's coming in here and making and granted he made a lot of errant passes and like made yeah. some stupid turnovers like as a rookie but, will do all of them, dude, like him, Mello, Dwayne Wade, like even Chris Bosch, who was like kind of great. playing second fiddle in Toronto, like all these guys, like even down to like fucking uh, uh, Kirk Heinrich was making an impact on the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And like you've got all these other guys who are like just making a huge impact right off the bat. And it's just next level, just next level of rookie, especially Dwayne. I thought at that time. Like, at that time, I was like, oh, my God, Dwayne Wade might actually be the best player in this draft. Now, granted, it didn't come down to it no. that way. But, like, early on, you're like, holy sh-. I mean, within three seasons, he won his first championship. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, he went off. Like, right off. Like, again, like I said, right off the bat. He, I, that's what I was saying I wanted to bring he up. Gave he gave me. I want to see what his fucking. He had a very good rookie season, obviously. Dwayne, early, early Dwayne Wade gave me, like, real MJ vibes. Like, played the same position, was incredibly physical, was a, a hound on the defensive end, made his team substantially better, and then wins a championship three years in. Like, you're thinking to yourself, like, at least myself, and I don't know that I'm the only one that was on this on this boat, was like, we might be seeing the next Jordan, and his name is not LeBron James. Like, his name is Dwayne Wade. This motherfucker's real. Yeah, I mean... And then it just kind of... Derailed. His rookie season, it was 16-4-4 four, and four with 1.4 steals and .6 blocks. Like, he was shooting, what, 47% from the field? Like, only 30% from three, but oops. He was, only, he was barely shooting one per game. But, like, yeah, he's a very good player. Also, very good at the mid-range, very much like Jordan. Master. Uh, yeah, so like, yeah, very similar. I understand, games, which, I understand you know, that. Granted, he grew up here, so yeah, uh, it makes a lot of sense that he would want to be like Mike. If I could be like Mike, what else do you guys remember about the LeBron hysteria? I mean, I remember downloading fucking clips of him playing at St. Vincent St. Mary on yeah. my fucking computer. It was, it was, it was, it was like I remember, I remember getting, I remember specifically getting a subscription to Slam Magazine. Yep, so you can get that picture of him going. Ooh! Like as he so go, could, just like, holds the so ball, so I could just read shit about LeBron, Ooh, dude. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember fucking being a uh, like little white kid from the middle of nowhere wearing a headband because LeBron wore one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Wh- I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. For, like for I the mean, listeners, was, in case you're wondering, he still wears that headband. <laughs> I don't. I, uh, I don't wear a headband. <laughs> not when I play ball. 
I remember when uh, I first watched him on ESPN play in high school, and he had like he had a tattoo, so they had to have him cover it. I was like, "Ooh, I want one of those. Were those things for like shooting or something for your like your shoulders or something?" They're like, "No, that's good to cover up tattoos." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get a tattoo, although I don't want a tattoo, and then I'm gonna get covers for it because that's how much I wanted to be like LeBron James." Although, I mean. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Although once I realized, like very quickly, like oh, he might, he might actually be as good as Jordan. I was like, fuck LeBron James, fuck you, LeBron. <laughs> I hate you. But no, my, I, I appreciate him a lot now. My original, my my, uh, when I was in seventh grade, I had to make a Yahoo email address to play fantasy football <laughs> with my friends because it was like you know like when fantasy football was starting to get digitized and you could draft online. My original Yahoo email address was LeBron underscore Cavaliers underscore 23 at (laughs) Yahoo.com. Wow. So you want to talk about how big LeBron hysteria was? I mean, it was was insane, though. It was. It really was. It was nuts. And it was so much fun. And it was was so much fun, too, because it was like at, at this like, it was like sort of like in this early time of the internet. Where it was like, you know, your buddies would be like, dude, look at this thing that I downloaded on like fucking Kazaa, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you'd be like, you'd be like, dude, look at this grainy ass clip of LeBron, you know, fucking putting up 40 in a high school game. And <laughs> that just, someone filmed with a so, flip phone. <laughs> he was just so cool. You know, yeah. like, I mean, he really was. And he was Jordan for kind of for us. Yeah. I you also feel I mean? like for sure he showed up at the exact, like the perfect time where technology was starting to boom, but it wasn't how it is. Cause like now I know so many of these damn basketball players when they're like 12. So when it starts right. getting closer to them actually being in the NBA and they're like, for sure, Ooh, this guy's right. finally coming through. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I've watched so much tape of him at this point. I don't even have any fucking confidence in him. Like yeah. you're just like, whatever. But back then you were just like, you only had these little clips of him doing these awesome fucking moves, dunks, blocks, like, oh, who look at that behind the back pass. Like he's a, he's so big, but he can move so agile. Like it was crazy. And I think he had that perfect thing. And I think that's why like only until Zion started showing up, like every time there was like hysteria, like, oh, is this gonna be the next whatever? Everybody was like, Shut up, he's not gonna be that. Because it was like fine like this was like the perfect storm of like technology growing and his star like stock rising at the perfect moment to create this mass hysteria about like LeBron LeBron was so perfect too because he came at a time where like the NBA's ratings were not great yeah they were boring he was like the product on the floor was bad as we've talked about like the the game was not super entertaining I mean he was Um, called the chosen one like there's y'all remember that there's a picture of him on slam magazine where it says the chosen one and he hadn't even played a fucking summer league game yet. He, y'all remember his first game was against the Kings, and the 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 commercial leading up to his debut. Uh, it's like a Gatorade or Nike commercial. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. And they like pass him the ball, and they're like LeBron with the ball for the first time, and he like freezes up. Yeah, and it just all goes silent, and like. The cameras on him, and everybody's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh, and it's like yeah. for like silent for like five yeah. or ten seconds, and all of a sudden he just smiles. He goes, "Nah, I'm just kidding." He starts dribbling. Yeah, so good, man. That's I so do good. remember it really that is. commercial. It's, yeah, that's, that's a that, that is stuck with me for my like entire life since I saw that. That is so stuck good. with me. It's so, so good. good. Um, well, listen, I'm sure we could talk about this draft forever, but we got some other shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's transition the conversation to the very Lakers that Nikki talked about. Yo, hold up! His- Shouts to my boy uh, Luke Ridnour. 
just real quick. Man. We're talking about sure. 2003. Oregon, <laughs> sure. Luke Ridenauer, NBA Live 2006. I used to score like 40 points a game. <laughs> yep. He was a 76 overall. He was tight. Played for the Sonics. It was dope. Way, to, anyway. way to go, Luke. You crushed ahead, it. Um, so let's talk about the Lakers because I – I don't know that we'll ever see. Talk, I don't want to talk about the Lakers. I don't know that we'll ever see a team that's constructed in the way that this 2004 Lakers team or 2003 2004 Lakers I team. To, I, said, I said I don't want to talk about. We gotta do it. It's on the rundown. It's on the rundown. We have to. We gotta do it, man. It's on the. It's, oh, are we beholden to the rundown? We're beholden. Yeah, are, yes. We're gonna talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah we are. Okay, yeah, we are to sports. Um, I don't know that we'll ever see a team constructed in the way that this team was constructed. I mean, you're talking about four guys who are top 50 players all time. Playing together, and I mean, just you could make an argument that like Carl Malone was still very much productive. I and mean, we already kind of mentioned that earlier when Tad ran down his he, numbers. He did only play half the season. Also true. Also mm-hmm. true. He played. He would. This was his forty year. His, his age forty season. But um, this team that came in as like the front runners placed second in the Western Conference to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, like, this was the greatest team that Kevin Garnett ever played on in Minnesota with him and Latrell Spiro mm-hmm. and Sam Cassell and fucking Trenton Hassel and fucking a bunch of weird dudes. But Oh, man, um, Trenton Hassel. Talk about a name that I have not <laughs> thought of in a long Trenton Hassel, dude. fucking a man, time. <laughs> what a name to just pull. Wow. They also had Fred Hoiberg wow. at this point. They yeah, got, that's they right. They did have Hoiberg. You're right. Yeah. You're Wally right. Zerbiak oh, was on Fred this Hoiberg. team. Wally was on that team. Yeah. Michael Wally was on that team. Michael, all of the candy. Oh, oh that's candy. right. He did play for them at that point. Man, that Clippers team just blew up. But uh, what do you guys remember about this when this happened, when they announced that they signed Carl Malone and Gary Payton to the Lakers? I, I think, like, so I was, like, obviously pretty young. I was in, like, seventh grade at this time, as I mentioned. And, like, I think, like, you know, to me – I was still young enough that it was like, oh, like Carl Malone's old, but like not realizing like how old, you know, like not realizing Carl Malone's a 40 year old man playing, yeah, you know, NBA basketball. But I remember them getting those guys and being like, well, fuck, Lakers are winning another title. I remember being upset because I was like, God damn it. Now we already know who's going to win this year. I was like, this yeah. is like, I, I remember that was like the first time where I was like, it's going to be boring because I know who's going to win at the end of it. And then, you know. Carmelo didn't play all. They the didn't. Games. They didn't. Yeah, they they definitely. It, it was it was a weird team. Like I read I read Phil Jackson's book a couple years ago, and he talked about this team, and it was just like Gary Payton didn't really get along with everybody, and like Carl Malone was hurt most of the season. I'm shocked. Coming into I am the season, shocked. That Gary <laughs> Gary Payton didn't get along with people. I mean, look, Gary was an agitator, man. He was an agitator. Kobe was an agitator. You got too many agitators on the team. Paul. He was yeah. like Paul. and. And so was Shaq. Shaq was Shaq was also an agitator. But what was interesting is like, you know, coming into the season, Shaq just came out talking about this the other day after the Michael Jordan documentary. It was just like, in 2004, Lakers ownership and management came to me and said, if we don't win a championship this year, we're trading you. Uh, and that was pretty much like the tone of that season where Shaq and Kobe, their relationship was at its all-time low. Kobe was dealing with the rape case in Denver the, the entirety of the season. Um and this team was just like on paper made so much sense and just like never came together. Like a lot of egos, Carl Malone and Shaq having health issues, Shaq basically being one foot out the door. Cause they pretty, pretty much told him like, this is our last chance. And if not, we're shipping you away. And it's just like the weirdest Laker season in recent memory in a long time. And like, I like Tad and really like everybody else is just like, well, 
Sign the check. They're playing. They're winning the championship again this year. And like, listen, as NBA fans, we've done that so many times. Mm-hmm. Like for the Lakers, when they signed Dwight Howard and brought over Steve Nash, we're like, well, championship. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. When the Spurs, after winning the championship, signed LaMarcus Aldridge, you're like, oh, they're going to win a championship again. Yep. And that shit didn't happen. So it's like there's all these situations where that happens. But this is one of those teams, and we'll talk a little bit more about the team that they lost to. But like, this is one of those teams where you're just like, how didn't it work? Like the the West was. One of the weaker Western Conference, like top one to eight yeah. that it's ever been, and and yet they couldn't close it. Well, yeah, because like the eighth seed was the Nuggets. Um, yeah, there wasn't that. I mean, I don't know. They had the Rockets. I mean, the they Spurs. beat Minnesota in the Western Conference Finals. Yep. The Spurs had a down year that year. Yeah, it was down year. Um, for we had some technical difficulties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was like, I was like, wait, guys, I didn't want you yeah. to stop recording too. Yeah. I unplugged Let's, my microphone because I'm an asshole and got up. And we had some technical difficulties. The point that I was making was like, the West was down that year, and yet the Lakers still came out on top in the West, but like couldn't close it out, and it was just because of this weird hodgepodge of a team and just like a weird fit overall. Like, and they weren't a bad team. Like. I mean, obviously, you've got Derek Fisher now coming off the bench. Like, you still got guys like Devin George and the starting five that was, but like, you're also getting meaningful minutes from like guys like Slava Mevidenko. Like, it's, it was a really weird team. Um, and yeah, just like obviously, Carl Malone being hurt most of the season definitely hurt them. But um, yeah, what a weird season! Yeah. What a weird season. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing: um, you had Shaq, who was clearly disinterested at this point, and Can you, you blame had. Him? No, I can't blame you. You had Kobe. You had Kobe, who was flying back and forth from Colorado because of the rape case, and you had Shaq, who was like just refusing to give all his effort. And so then you had Kobe shooting them out of the series, and you had Gary Payton and Carl Malone being like, "Man, fuck this! Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like we're too old for this shit." Yeah. So it was just like a it was a perfect storm. Like by the end of the season, and it just culminated into like what was ultimately just this. Um, guys, here's real uh, stats for the final the 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 NBA finals, like for their per game stats. Shaq averaged twenty six and ten. Kobe averaged twenty two uh, and four assists. Also one point eight steals. Co- what was what was Kobe shooting? Percentage? His yeah, shooting percentage was thirty eight percent. Shaq shot sixty three. But here's here's also a wild ass thing. The third leading scorer for the Lakers in that final season or series was Derek Fisher, averaging six point four points per game. Wow! Not a single person scored outside of fucking uh, Kobe and Shaq the entire series. How, Meanwhile, how many shots? How many shots was Kobe taking a game? Kobe was. It should show you. It should show you field goal attempts. Uh, hold on, field goal attempts. Oh, it doesn't say attempts on this one. I have to look at a different thing. I'll look at it in one sec. But I just want to show you guys real quick the for the freaking how many players? Five different players were in double digits for the for the uh, Pistons. Obviously, they're starting five. Rip Richard Hamilton twenty one point four. Chauncey at twenty one. Rashid was averaging thirteen. Ben Wallace was ten point eight, and Tayshawn Prince was ten point oh. Like so much more yeah, I mean, <laughs> work like that team that team was just so very very good yeah like they were that that bad like the the it was like the bad boys like revival right mm-hmm. they, were, like, they were hard-nosed they played tough defense they didn't have like a real true like star player um gosh man like it's just funny to think about too like Derek Fisher was the second leading scorer on on those teams 
And like, frankly, like Shaq during that series could have scored forty a night. Oh, but for sure. The way that they, the way that they like played through it, uh, like the way that they they approached it, uh, was uh, was was not great. And Kobe just, no. I mean, like like Jay said, like they were the the relationship between Kobe and uh, Shaq was just such. Isn't it also funny that like Shaq and Kobe, like we call them by their like. Just like their one word name, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like Shaq, Shaq and Kobe were like their relationship was at its lowest point, and so it was, uh, you know, Kobe trying to be like, "I can win without you. I don't need you." And it, Shaq being like, "I don't give a fuck. Get me the fuck out of here." So yeah, just not great, not great also, at all. Uh, shouts to shouts to Jay for just leaving us right now without he dipped on us, man. Know, saying anything, just, just walked, walked away. Maybe to go take a piss or something. I don't know. But he just dipped on us. I'm trying to find the freaking. He told me. He told me he was going out to get cigarettes. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm sure he'll be back real soon. Just like right on the dot. It'll be easy. I'm trying to see if I can look like maybe per games how it is, but it total it doesn't show like you know his average per games or anything for shooting wise. But total, Kobe Bryant took uh, 113 field goals in this finals. Did that go? It was only five games, right? Five games, 113 field goal attempts. So next close averaging. He was a uh, he was averaging twenty three shots a game. Woo! Damn, bad. Shots Real bad. A game. And he, uh, Jay, we called you out for being gone. By mm-hmm. the way, welcome yeah, back. Welcome back, um, <laughs> fuckers. What were we? Wait, what were we just saying? Uh, so he shot uh, twenty two shots per game, Kobe. Right. What were you saying just before that? There was something else, and I just lost my. I completely lost my train of thought. Mm, so have I. Because the last what did, thing. What did you say? What I, did you say? I had talked. I had been talking about how five different players were scoring in double digits, uh, and how. Oh, I remember. Oh, didn't perfect. one of the games during that series didn't the Lakers score like sixty-eight points? Yes, in uh, game three they lost eighty-eight to sixty-eight. Richard yeah. Hamilton scored that 31. Man. That, for whatever reason, I want to say something. I did not look that up. That 68 points has stuck with me because there was, at the end of that game, Kobe was sitting on the bench and he had his hands like this. He's like sitting with his hand, like his face in his hands like this. And he just looked exhausted. Yeah. And he, he like, they, and I just remember this. I thought the final score was 84 to 68, to tell you the truth. I didn't realize it was 88 to 68, but that 68 number. Like has just stuck with me for whatever reason. Like I have remembered that forever. Yeah, uh, Kobe played forty-four minutes, went four for thirteen from the field, was a minus twenty, had four turnovers. Not a great game for him. I I, I will say it's like to Tad's point though, like about like Kobe being exhausted. I can't even imagine what he was going through, and like it was his own doing. So like he yeah. only has himself to blame. But like I can't even imagine what it's like to like fly cross country. Well, not cross country, but like, I guess if they're playing in Detroit. But like fly to Denver, fly to LA, fly to Denver, fly to Detroit, fly to Denver, fly to LA, fly to Denver, fly to Detroit. Like I can't even imagine what it's like to play a basketball game having after having to be in court to to deal <laughs> with what he was dealing yeah. with at the time. Like it's it's a it's a lot. You know, it's, it's wild. It's definitely a lot. Uh, after that ass whooping in Game Three, Game Four. Shaq comes out for 36 and 20 and they still lose 88 to 80. And then the game after that, Kobe Bryant was the lead, leader in scorer for game five, 24 points. Uh, but Ben Wallace was the leader in rebound, 22 rebounds. And the final score was 100 to 87. Like uh, these games don't even look like they weren't even that close. And from what I remember from watching them, they never seemed that close either. 
Like, I mean, they really, so they really weren't. And I guess this is kind of a good segue into this Pistons team Mm -hmm. because like this Pistons team, I, um, they're often remembered as like the last NBA champion to not have a certifiable superstar on the team, which is absolutely true. Like the, the, the highest profile player on that team at the time I, I would call it like a tie between Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups, yeah. like d- just affecting different aspects of the game. But like in terms of like star potential, th- those were kind of the two leading guys on that team. And then like secondary was like Rashid and Rip and, 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 and Tayshawn. But um, watching some of the games from the finals, like they were just they were such, machine. they were such a complete team. And so sound both defensively and offensively. Like it was just, it's, I remember back then thinking like, these guys are really fun, but also I'm kind of bored. And now watching it, like same, same way we talked about the Spurs last week, like watching these Pistons teams, I was watching game one the other day and then I watched game four and I was just like, just it's, it's perfect basketball. Like in every way, the team was so sound defensively, you know, with guys like Tayshawn and Ben Wallace and like even Rashid at points, Mm -hmm. Chauncey I mean, at points. Chauncey Billups was a great defender. Rip, Rip Hamilton was a good defender. Like, yeah, they played such good team defense. Yeah, yeah. It they, was honestly, just, and they everything zigged, they 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 like they zigged while everybody else zagged. Like they, they and it worked perfectly. Played like a completely different style of basketball than what the entire league was playing. And it it didn't it get four or four out of the five uh, starters as all stars. Like they all played at the exact same later. Oh, later, oh maybe later. it was. I think, the next I think it was. Actually. I think it was the next season when that happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, this was still pretty early in in Tayshon's, uh Or no, I don't even think Tayshon was a was an all star. No, I don't think. He um, got I think it was the, just the four like yeah. Rip and them. But um, yeah, I think He's it was the following four, year. Because like this team made five NBA. Yeah, all I mean, NBA this defense. team made five Eastern Conference Finals in a row. Yeah, like this core group of guys, five Eastern Conference Finals in a row, back to back Finals. Multiple defensive players of the year from Ben Wallace. Like what? I think he finished with four during that time period. I think he won. I think he won defensive player of the year four times during that period. Uh, if I let me correctly. see. Ben Wallace. I'm looking right meow. Yeah, I, I got it pulled up here. He's a six-time All Defense, four-time Defensive Player of the Year. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, I mean, they did the redraft of his draft, and they're like, if they draft this over again, he goes number two. Yeah. He like only he was that valuable. He. He won Defensive Player of the Year 2002, 2003, 2005, 2006. Didn't win in 04. Ooh. Damn it. Was he injured? Or who would win in 04? Uh, this bullshit. NBA, let's, let's have a look. NBA Defensive Player, player of the Year. year. But yeah, Ben Wallace is a fucking... Oh, it went to Ron, Ron Artest. Ooh, oh, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Indiana, and then yeah. a season later, they were trying to beat the shit out of yeah, each they, other. Yeah, they, they <laughs> there was a big fist fight. We'll talk about that next week. Um, no, two no, weeks. Two weeks from now. Yep. Um, but in any case... Yeah, like this Pistons team was so fun, and it, like from a timing perspective, the worst team that that Lakers team could have played. Yeah, like by far, had they had they played against eh, Indiana, would have been, been a Pacers. tough matchup yeah, for them too. Hard. Though that would have been a tough matchup for it them was, too. And I remember too it being like it was like glitz and glam Hollywood versus like this blue collar right uh, Pistons team from Detroit, yes. and it's so funny because like the players and the like it fit the whole thing. It fit it so perfectly. It was great. Yeah, it, it was really perfect. did. Just very gritty, and like even dude watching the game the other day, like it was obvious that Ben Wallace was smaller 
one, undersized for the position, but two, like substantially smaller than Shaq, obviously. But you're watching the game and it's just like, holy shit. Like at that point in time, being in eighth grade, like I didn't really realize how crazy it was that Ben Wallace was doing the work that he was doing on Shaq. Like Shaq got his points, but Ben Wallace did not make it easy and was like, and like him and Rasheed Wallace were giving Shaq a problem and giving Carl I maintain that Shaq a major problem. I, Shaq could have scored 40 points. I think he could have. I'm going to disagree with you. I think he could have scored 40 points again. Oh, man. I, think, I, I, think, I mean, don't get me wrong. He was working for his buckets, but like he didn't. Right. I also think Shaq like, had, didn't seem, like was a little disinterested. I was just telling yeah, Nicky before you came back that Kobe was trying to prove that he could win without Shaq, and Shaq was being was just kind of like, fuck it, whatever. I, I agree. I mean, I agree. He, uh, Shaq was actually, he averaged 63 percent uh from the field during the finals and he, he was shooting 49 percent from the free throw so yeah. like surprisingly 49% not bad from free throw and we're like that's pretty good it's not bad for <laughs> Shaq. not uh, top of the mountain for him i mean ben wallace is such a cool player i think just by nba standards for the Hell sole yeah. fact that like kids like we'd play like playground ball and like people wanted to be ben wallace ben wallace who averaged six points and 10 boards a game and like people <laughs> people wanted to be ben wall you know somebody's like i'm ben wallace it's like right like that's so it's like that's that never happens and like ben wallace no. was, he was he was a dog man ben wallace was a dog <laughs> he was amazing dude and like when he played for the bulls i got a chance to watch a game yeah. once and i like before the game started i got to like stand courtside and watch him shoot free throws he was jacked like dude stupid stupid jacked it was like his shoulders were the size of my head he was a a massive man oh my god and just like intimidating uh, like athletic as all shit just strong as fuck but like that pistons team was they were perfect man like they they get rasheed late in the season you know put that team together tayshawn being like the perfect complement to that team uh, uh, you know, being added to that roster the year before the Darko Milicic trade. And like, let's not forget that they also had guys like Mehmet Okor and fucking, I think they still had Corliss Williamson at that time. Oh no, you know what? I don't yeah, they did. Nope, he anymore. was gone. No, they had He him. was in Sacramento again. Nope, I think. they had him. They average 4.2, 2.4 shot, uh, 40% of the field. I stand corrected. Michael Curry, like Eldon Campbell, like all these randos on this team, but like, it just fit, man. Damn, but Curry, it really came Campbell, down. Dude, <laughs> it was uh man it was really fun to watch that series again because I, I i i don't remember them i don't remember it being as fun as as i as it is when i when i watched it at this age but man that piston scene was so fucking fun um for a long for a long fucking time like that was one of the longer sustained levels of success from any team in recent memory i mean like i said five trips to the western or eastern conference finals um in a row i mean fucking kudos to that team man so much fun yeah, they're they're a blast to watch. I do wish this they would have won another remember. one. This is but... is this the Larry Brown team or the Rick Carlisle team? Larry uh, Brown. Larry Brown. This is the Larry Brown yeah. team, right? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, I don't remember when Rick Carlisle's in there. I think years following. I think he might have come in the next year actually, because Larry see. Brown. Larry Brown like was notorious for creating problems everywhere he went. Uh, uh, Larry Brown was I there thought... 04, and then he was followed by Flip Saunders. Oh right, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, no, was it was it was it Carlisle before Larry? Brown? Yeah, he was before. I think Michael was he? Michael Curry. Oh ends yeah, up becoming you're there. right. Hilariously enough, Michael Curry ends up becoming their coach. Yeah, Rick Carlisle was before. Because then uh, they they had uh, that one dude. Oh, gosh. Oh um, two oh three was Rick Carlisle's last season as their coach, 
and then it became. Oh, and then the yeah. following season. Okay, then Larry Brown comes in. Yep. Yeah. yeah and yeah, before yeah. that was George Irvin. Wow. And it is quite a a fucking. Who, I'm trying flip. to think of who their fucking coach was. Ah, oh, God, what the fuck is the guy's name? I'm I'm googling because I'm just look. 2000-2001 under George Irvin, Pistons are 32 and 50. The very next season, 2001-2002, Rick Carlisle comes in 50 and 32. Get it, Rick? They literally flipped it, and then they went 50 and 32 again, and then Larry Brown comes in 54 and 28, and they won the they won the uh, championship. And at that point, Rick Carlisle goes to Indiana, right? If I remember I correctly, I believe so. Let's click on old Ricky Rick. Ricky Rick, what yeah, you up I think to? He was Detroit, Indiana, then Dallas. Um, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, well, shit, guys. Anything else you guys want to talk about today? Mm. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Wait, list of Pistons head coaches. I finally found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you had the name you, already. Are you going to yeah, read it? it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> silent. We were ready to go. Laura. Uh, I was thinking of Lawrence Frank. That was like oh, seven yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2011 yeah, yeah. and 2013. Yeah, a I guy who, that. number one, always looked in over his head, like he was in over his head. And number two, when he was like 40, like when he was, I guess he was like 40 coaching those teams, he looked like he was like 30 years old. He was like a child. He looked like a child. <laughs> um, Speaking of always looks confused, and uh, Tyron Lue, who. The same exact day that Gary Payton and Carl Malone signed with the Lakers, he signed with the Magic this season in 03. But Ty, Ty Lue is uh, one of the people in talks to get the Nets job. And they also have like that. Jeff Van Gundy. How you guys a feel about that shit? There's, they're just throwing all so many Mark names. Jackson, too. Mark Jackson, yeah. They're just like, everybody. Who wants to coach the Nets? Who wants to come to Brooklyn? I'd like to see Mark Jackson. Jason Kidd's shot. in talks already again. No, you wouldn't. Mark Jackson sucks, man. God, I'd like to see him get another shot. I'd really like to see him. I'd like to see him get another shot. He was on, uh, he was on Up and Smoke the other day, and I was Up listening to the podcast, smoke. and I was just like, oh, you know what? I want to get, like, give him another shot. <laughs> Let's do it. Also, I did listen to that Draymond podcast today. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> it was so fantastic. I'll, I'll listen he holds, to him, but I'm not, he holds I'll, I'll nothing him, back. Not I like it. He holds nothing back. I, I loved it every minute of it. Um, guys, anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up? Nope. I don't think so, I'm no. I'm hungry and I want to be done. That's I'm sorry. It. Me let's too. Do it's time this. for dinner. It's time to eat some All right, food. well, let's Lauren, plug. Lauren's in the kitchen right now making tikka masala. So you let's go, dude. Ooh, All good. right, let's let's plug and let's get out of here. Follow me on Twitter, at Tad Hall underscore. Thank you, Nikki, for waiting. <laughs> Tad me. Hall underscore is the only part of that that's my Twitter handle. <laughs> I would love it if you did change it to Tad all underscore <laughs> Nikki. Thank you for waiting. The uh, people want it. Uh, I'm at Nikki Palooza. And you can follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. We've been putting a decent amount of work in these episodes the last couple weeks. Hope you've been enjoying them. Uh, all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. <laughs>